the views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect the views of the Carolinas GCSA or the show sponsors. You are listening to Pulling Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association, brought to you by Simplot, a forward-thinking company committed to bringing next-level innovation and solutions to turf managers from coast to coast. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Tim Krieger. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Pulling Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendent Association. I'm Alan Knight, joined by my man from Simplot, Campbell Cox. Campbell, how are you? Hey, Alan, always a pleasure to be with you once again. It's great to be here, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be back for season four, I guess, of Pulling Weeds and and you guys, season four with us. So how was your holidays? Man, holiday was great. Kids are happy. The wife is happy. Yeah. Mom and dad are happy. So um, we're uh, we're we're all good here in Raleigh. We uh, how about you? Do you have a an eventful Christmas vacation? Uh, uh, one funny story. Everything was good. No complaints. But one funny story was we're hanging out at the in laws, and there's a football game going in the backyard. My kids, my father in law, my mother in law, and my wife joined in after the fact, but didn't catch word that it was touch football. And she ended up tackling my mother-in-law, who is probably 62. And I told Kristen, I said, I don't even want to be tackled at 44 years old. You know, uh, you might not get up. So that was kind of funny. But other than that, uh, it was great. How I assume Simplot have a good Christmas and is ready for the new year. Yes, we're we're, um, looking forward to turning the calendar and getting into 2022. Yep. Um, th- this this has been kind of a um, balmy winter and fall so far. I know this entire week in Raleigh, we're supposed to be in the mid seventies. Yeah. So it's been balmy. So it's almost making making you feel like you need to be out, you know, doing something, uh, blowing leaves or yeah, seeing if the grass is growing, that kind of thing. So I think we're looking forward to turning the page and getting into twenty 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 two and uh, looking forward to a good year. Good. Good. Well. I appreciate you guys as always, and, you know, season four, we can always start off with the first episode each year is our president, and our current president is now Billy Bagwell. I think you know Mr. Bagwell pretty well, don't you? I do know Billy, and, uh, man, I speak on uh, behalf of all of the manufacturers and vendor partners. Billy's a he's a great guy, and I think he's going to serve the superintendent community uh, in an excellent manner as as a president for 2022 he's a clemson grad yeah he's great at his job and um look forward to him serving in the manner that he'll serve i know he'll do a great job i think he will i'm looking forward to working with him and learning more about him um you can learn more later here in this episode but i guess we need to say happy new year to everybody man (laughs) it's hard to believe man uh happy new year 2022 um it's unbelievable, man. The last two years, given the, the dynamics in our world with the COVID situation and everything else, man, it feels like the last two years have really gone by, literally in the blink of an eye. So, um, yeah. here's to a here's to a happy and prosperous and a healthy 2022. I can't say anything better, so we're going to leave it there, Campbell. Thank you very much, and uh, here's Billy Bagwell. Awesome. This portion of the Pullin' Weeds podcast is brought to you by Simplot Turf and Horticulture's industry-leading performance pack lineup of innovative products. 
Performance Pack delivers next-level dependability for your greens fertility programs. Coupled with our fertility management calculator, the Simplot Turf and Horticulture sales reps are able to work with you to design and formulate a winning game plan specifically for your property and objectives. Simplot, bringing Earth's resources to life. January 1st, everybody. Welcome to 2022. We're here at Kalawasi because in non-COVID times, we start the year off with our new president, who is... Say hey, Billy. Good morning. Billy Bagwell, everybody. <laughs> I was hoping we could get him to say his own name. Didn't work out. All right, so we've got Billy and Tucker here today, along with Mr. Knight. Tuck, Tucker's staring me down right now. He didn't know what's going on. Okay. Yeah. Has Tucker been anyone yet? No, he's not. Tucker looks like an awesome little boykin. Yeah. yeah. He's got a lot of bark, but no bite. Yeah. He is uh, the state dog here in South Carolina. Oh, you hear me talking about you? That's <laughs> awesome. Hey, little buddy. All right, Billy. So um, let's start with Tucker. Why did we get a boykin? You know, I uh, you can actually thank John Davis for that. I got uh, uh, John Davis at Secession, when he was there, I went and visited him one time and Boykin hopped out of the golf cart and ran up with him to the... What was his dog's name again? Do you remember? Oh, of course you'd ask me that. I can't tell you how many times I saw that. I don't dog. remember the answer to that question, but, yep, that was... Uh, I saw that and always wanted a golf course dog, and that was a good one for me. So, and like He's he said, South, South Carolina State dog. So Does he... Um, can he load in the truck by himself? Oh, yeah. Jump that high? Yep. yep. Load up is the word. If I say that, he's all over whatever it's trying to get into, and... Did you do all the training? Did you yep, send him off somewhere? No, I did, and I did with some help. But uh, but yeah, he's he's a good boy. Have we have we hunted any quail with him yet? We haven't yet. That's that's gonna be soon. Here we got a new shotgun to hunt over him with. Yeah, that's 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 the plan. You're not gonna shoot quail with that gun that you were talking about, though. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Not if you plan on eating them. <laughs> right. All right, Alan. Welcome. Yeah. We're here with you too. Got anything you want to throw in on this? Just wondering if you two know what the state drink is, since we have the state dog here. And it's not sweet tea, which everybody would probably think. It should be sweet tea. It should be. You know that was uh, created in Somerville, South Carolina, where I'm from. The vodka vodka version or real sweet tea? (laughs) Real sweet tea. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. What is it? Milk. And it's a big milk guy. Really? Put some chocolate in there. We're good. So sweet tea was invented in Somerville. Somerville. How do you know that? If you go into Somerville, there's a big sign that says home of sweet tea. God, how many signs? How many cities have one of those? I mean, well, that's probably true, but that's we, great. We, we claim it. Okay, so you well, let's start right there. Somerville, mm-hmm. born yeah. and raised. Born and raised in yeah. North Charleston, right? No, Somerville. Yeah. But I mean, but it's above, right don't, above don't, Charleston. Don't look here, man. This yeah. is like Lugolf Camden, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> you about to get into some stuff here? Yeah, I got you. But it's, geographically, it's right above. You hear Charleston. it? In yes, say, it is. Yeah. Not Goose Creek. Not Goose Creek. <laughs> Not Goose Creek. Even though those blend very well now. Now, yeah. back in the day when I was a kid, that was not Somerville. Goose Creek was way over there compared to where it is now. So it's like exit one ninety nine. Yes, that's you. That's me. Yep. Some crazy road over there with a G. God, I can't remember. I had a buddy that lived in my wedding that lived back in there, or that was in my wedding that ended up living over there. All right, so elementary school all the way through. Yeah, what, so, what do folks do there? Um, my well, my dad as so. Getting getting into how I got into turf business with that, my dad was the Somerville YMCA athletic director when I was really eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve years old. Huh. And um, so started when I was tall enough to reach the pedals of the tractor or the golf cart or whatever it was. 
I would go with him to help prep fields at the YMCA, dragging baseball fields, mowing grass, emptying trash, all those fun things. Love it. And that's how I actually got into into this business was doing Did, that with my and dad. you enjoyed it oh, yeah i loved it that was that was like the highlight of the weekend was waking up and going with dad to the fields on saturday morning to get him ready for games so you potentially knew before high school what you were going to be studying in school yeah so you know played sports you know baseball mainly going up into through high school second base uh third base Started at second base, moved over to third. Yeah, an arm had a little had a little cannon, you know. So that's where the flat bill comes from. For that's you. the flat bill. That's so right. You earned your flat earned bill. Yeah. You 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 cut your teeth in flat <laughs> bill right. hats by yeah. baseball. I had okay. the, I had the Khalil green thick eye black and flat oh, bill. Nice. You know, that did was, you paint it on or did you use the self adhesive ones? No, we painted it on. Yeah, you don't. So it'd run like yeah, hell oh, at the end yeah, of a good game. Absolutely. God yeah. Dang. Yeah. But yeah, so we. Um, did that as a kid, and then one and I had a passion for it. So my high school baseball coach let me actually mow the field. I have pictures of the, my field, so all striped up and dragging it. And it's like found that I can go to Clemson to do this for a living, and that was how I got to Clemson. Were you already a Clemson fan? I was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My grandfather and grandmother both went to Furman, okay. and have a my grandmother has a master's degree from Clemson, so going to. Going to the upstate, see family, going to Clemson was part of life growing up. Did you intern for Don Garrett while you were there? I didn't intern, officially okay. intern, but okay. I did work for him. Okay. Um, so went to Clemson with the goal of being the field manager for the Braves. Sports turf all the way. That was okay. the plan. Uh, got to Clemson, met people, other people in the turf program, and actually for the first time in my life met somebody that enjoyed mowing grass like I did because in high school I was the weird <laughs> dude that liked to mow grass. Um so that was kind of cool. And then met the people that were working at, at the Walker course for part-time work that Don is great for doing, which is awesome that he does that for yeah. turf students. But talked to Don, started working part-time there. Um, or actually, I w- worked full-time this first summer after my freshman year. I didn't work at all during my freshman year of school. Got my first summer job working there. That was my first time working on a golf course. Uh, but I was just on the crew and worked that summer. And then kept doing part-time work during school the rest of the uh, rest of the, my time at Clemson. But once I got on that with him, that was I fell in love with the golf course <coughs> side of turf, and that's how I bent grass back then. It was bent grass back yeah. then, and you know, did you ever go to the Braves and like intern or study? No, or, I never. Yeah, it's, I never did it? any. Um, you know, my only baseball experience actually working on the fields was in high school um, as the. You know, the junior. And senior you didn't pull tarps school, at Clemson for the baseball team. Well, then? so then I got into. Um, I guess it was my junior year or senior year. I went over and worked for Mike. Don helped me do that. You know, drag. You know, Don would drag the field and had all of us come over and help Mike do the yeah, pulling Don, tarps and all that stuff. I think was Casey Don, Bell working over there at the time. Casey was Casey? actually at, at the golf course with me uh, as the assistant with Don at the time, and then he had. I think he moved over to the sports uh, athletic department. Right he and I graduated school at the same time. Oh, nice. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think Don still Don's a baseball guy. Oh yeah, he has a baseball diamond in his office or in his shop, which was cool, where the kids yeah. would practice when it got too cold or rainy. Mm-hmm. But I think he still has a little bit of input with the baseball field. Yeah, or, he still drags the field. I mean, it's, right. that's it, the turtles his. Yeah, and, and then the um, you know his his kids played sports and soft, softball and baseball, yeah. and you know, that was part of life for him as well. But. Yeah, whenever, you know, work for Adam Charles. Adam Charles was the assistant for Don, okay. along with KC, when I was working there with him. So that's the whole three presidents of the Carolinas <laughs> yeah. tie yeah. together with all working for Don at the same time. Yeah. And this amazing. would have been after Don was president. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. Because he was president in 97, I think. 97, 98, yep. And you were in school then, 90... <laughs> high school then in 90... I graduated high school in 2003. Did you really? And graduated Clemson in 2007. I, I knew they I, called you Billy the, the Kid, but I, that's, you're that much younger than me. That's the uncomfortable silence right there. Right. Just trying to move right along and not say anything <laughs> negative here. All right, so graduate Clemson. Mm-hmm. Then where do you move to? Here. Yes, I came here to Calawasi. Yeah. <laughs> I look at that face. I wish we had you on camera right now, Alan. <laughs> so, head man? No, I came okay. here as the assistant. Okay. Yeah, so, I, so while I was at school, I interned for Ashley Davis at Long Cove. Yep. And then did an internship with Rich Abbott at the time was working for Frontier Construction, who was hired to do a golf course renovation at the River Course at Keough Island. So those are my two internships during school outside of working with Don. And then, um, so obviously from the coast to some extent, love working on coastal golf courses between Long Cove and Kiowa. Started looking for assistant jobs and Matthew Tazalaskis was the superintendent here at the time. Say that again, Alan. Matthew Tazalaskis. <laughs> Tack Alaskis. Yeah, there you go. I never said Taz. I always said Tack. Maybe that's why he doesn't like me. Did I get it right or wrong? I don't know. Okay. I don't even I know if he can Taz say Alaskis. it right. Yeah, he's an Australian. They don't, they don't know oh, him okay. talk right, so it doesn't matter. God, he's a, yeah. he's a hoot. Yeah. He's I, a Wally. <laughs> so Did what, you guys get along well? Oh, yeah, it was great. We still, I, mean, I still talk to him at least a couple times a month. So he more. is now, let me see if I can, am I allowed to say it? Well, he's, what you're probably going to say is probably not true anymore because he's not in Florida anymore. I thought he was running the farm. He was. He's now a golf course superintendent again, again? in Oregon, of all places. Yeah. Bandon? Uh, not Bandon, but um, had to be something good. Uh, it's uh, I I couldn't tell you the name of the place, but it's out in Oregon somewhere. So he was at Palm Beach Country Club. Okay, yeah. I got to go play Seminole one time, and our other round was at Palm Beach. So we went and played with Matt. Yeah, and guy, he just rode me for like eight holes. Just and it was funny. Like we just. It's like me and Trent, like banter. You know what I mean? We go to dinner that night, yeah, et cetera, yeah. or whatever. Right. So I saw him again a couple years later at a show, and he was telling me that the Miami Dolphins, I think, right? The owner of the Dolphins, yeah. Hired him to go run his side farm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they were growing the, the Dolphins turf for their stadium. Huh. But isn't that AstroTurf now? I thought uh, I saw that recently. Uh, it might be One now. of them in Florida yeah. went – anyways – so that's where I thought he was, yeah. but now so, yeah, he's he, back as a superintendent. I mean, it must be. I mean, they must be paying him a half a million dollars. <laughs> no, Matthew, you probably are. <laughs> he probably did some <laughs> stupid thing like, "Well, you'll have to pay me twice, mate." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's All right. Great. So, yeah. How long were you as an assistant here? So yeah, seven so that months. Was, <laughs> pretty close. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was three years. 2010 okay. is when I uh, took over as superintendent after he moved to Palm Beach Country Club. Matthew moved to Palm Beach. So you're going into year 12 mm-hmm. season. 13 you lost track yeah it's yeah when did you get married and all that i got married my after my junior year of college okay so you Amanda graduated um she was she was a smart person of the group she graduated with an accounting degree from clemson in three years and was working for floor in greenville Ah, okay um so did you ever go in there did you ever eat in the circle cafeteria i couldn't tell you where where it is was ask her sometime about the circle cafeteria (laughs) Okay. It's we almost had an event in there. Oh, cool. It's cool. That building's yeah, anyways. Sorry. Floor. Yeah, so she was working there after she graduated, we got married. Um, and then after I graduated we moved moved down here and took that assistant job and and that was kind of the goal all along that she's I'm one of the blessed ones that has a supporting wife that was willing to follow my career and thankfully we haven't had to move around very much, but right. uh, that was the that was the plan. Is, Is she, she working now? 
She is a stay-at-home mom uh, slash bookkeeper, yeah. and she does bookkeeping for a bunch of different clients in the Bluffton area. From that home. she can do the yeah. house and yeah. Yeah. health good now. Health is good. Yep, yeah. she's going on year seven of since cancer diagnosis, and and uh, is doing really well. Breast cancer for those who aren't aware. Yeah. Um, yeah. As youngsters in life, the Bagwells have been through some challenges already. Yeah, it's all part of God's plan, and we're we're better for it these days now. So, so what's the key to getting through all that? I think you just hinted at it, and what you just said, but yeah, faith, faith, yeah, hands down. Yeah, that's that's it. If I, I, you know, I see people that, or I've talked to people, and you meet a lot of people that go through this kind of stuff, and you know, you know, unfortunately, cancer families or cancer survivors or cancer people that have gone through cancer and their spouses is almost like a fraternity that you don't know exists until you're in it, and. uh but once you're in it, you see all different ways of how people cope with it and how, you know, and you know, my, I think my calling in that whole thing was, you know, because obviously Amanda was going through it, but I was just there to support her. And, but I always wanted to be, try to, because you go into chemo places to do chemo or you go to the doctor's appointments and it's just a lot of sadness and not a lot of hope there. And so I wanted to try to bring that, some joy. Into Positivity. The yeah. Some hope. So, you know, try to go into it with a smile on your face and, and you know that it was part of a better plan, a bigger plan. And, you know, we've talked about that through the prayer breakfast things that we've talked about over the past. And it's, it was, it was part of a bigger plan. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It's just, you know, like watching Kim in our office who, you know, you see people that we all say they're good people, right? It's an easy generalization, but, um, is that a time bomb? <laughs> it's a clicker for Tucker's car. Oh, I was like, that's the craziest <laughs> irrigation radio I've ever seen. Um, but like Kim in our office, right? Who, like, I learned so much from her, like in the last fifteen years, just from a humanity side. Like, she gives so much mm-hmm. of herself all the time to yep. others, but yet has been put through so much yep. from a medical tragedy standpoint, um, but has been able to survive it too, you know. Yep. And so. Um, I think it's amazing your mentality on it and trying to stay positive and let people know that I think one of the big reasons for having our faith is for situations where, you know, it's like the insurance plan, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't know when you're going to need it, but you got to have it the whole time. Yep. So, um, anyhow. All right. So you got promoted in three years. Mm -hmm. There were 97 employees working, uh, before you got promoted and then you went to 32. What happened that day, Billy? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish it was nine. I'd say 32, please. <laughs> How big is the crew here? Uh, it's, it's Actually, it is 32. Um, 32. Yeah, that's the full. So One guy a whole. Well, no, because that 32 is uh, is broken up. We we also maintain all of the community grounds and club grounds as well as the 27-hole golf course here. So when you say community and club grounds, like nobody that's listening to this, well, there's a few people that have probably been to Kalawasee, but Alan and I stopped at Parker's mm-hmm. off of Highway 178. Mm-hmm. 170. 170, yeah. sorry. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we crossed the road and saw that big Kalawasee sign, yep. you maintained from there to where we're sitting today essentially yeah yeah so the you know the road coming down to the gate of Kalawasi is technically owned by south carolina dot but we mow all that grass because if they if we don't nobody does so. so do you like 
skip right out in front of Kalawasi every third mo just to let it get a little longer. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> so, to Jesse, <laughs> like, so, yeah, so we're not going to weed eat around their sign. <laughs> well, we, actually, it's funny that the the Chesse Creek gate and the fire department gate are right there next to each other. Yep. And we just skip that little section. And they, the whole thing. And they handle that part. I love it. And then we do the rest. <laughs> so you didn't hang the wreath up there for them? No. Uh, no. That's no. a nice touch. But, I do feel guilty, though, because, I mean, we have a past president over there who Bill and I came on the board roughly the same time. So, right. like, I got hired. He came on the board. Yep. Like, we had a 10-year tenure of growth together. Yeah. And, man, I just got to ride right by and just wave. Hey, yep. sorry, got to go this way. Yep. Well, and then Bill was really the one that was instrumental in me getting on the board. Correct. So, I mean, because his, his year as president, we had a opening. Because you that, skipped serving the I locals. To, no, I, I served in the locals for but a didn't short time. But didn't go all the way I didn't through. go all the way through. Right. That's right. Is that I, a prerequisite? Not not necessarily. Well, no, I'm here I, today, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, no. But typically, when you're doing board sourcing, one of the things that guys have done is they've volunteered on the local level yeah, and yeah. have run the gamut. And I think once they've been a president of a local association, they've realized they either really like it and they want to do more and they want to get involved with the Carolinas, or it's just too much time yeah. and I've had enough. And so it's a good, yeah. I don't know, um, stepping stone. Yeah, you could call it that, but I don't even think it's that because it's a parallel i mean they're their own nonprofit, yeah, right. right that's right like i think that's the thing that some people don't realize is that in the carolinas with us having 13 local associations gcsa has 99 chapters around the country well we're only one of those 99 and we represent both states and none of those 13 are affiliated with gcsaa but like I think our myrtle beach chapter is probably bigger than 30 or so of mm-hmm. those gcsaa chapters wow you know just because of the membership numbers, et cetera. And yeah. so, I mean, hell, Kim manages 11 of those. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like she's running 11 GCSA yeah. chapters yeah. to a degree. So, anyways, um, I, that's why I say they're more parallel organizations. Yeah, no, I wasn't trying to. No, no I know. I, and that's where I, I was trying to struggle with that. Yeah. Proving ground isn't even the right thing, yeah. but you know what I mean? It's just more so learning about another skill set because managing an association is not at all. Yeah. What you went to no. school for from a yeah. turf perspective. Yeah. Like, none of that was cover, yeah. covered other than how to delegate. And so I don't even think you covered that in turf school. No, you don't. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are required of this job that, yeah, I, it's like always my kind of my slogan is like, oh, they didn't teach us that in turf school. You know, do you have a list we, of those somewhere? <laughs> I probably should write it all down. Man, let's, let's just do that, that for a tweet. Yeah. Things well, they didn't no, teach I, you I think that's school. great, but yeah. I also think that when I go back and I teach at Clemson, yeah. like, I give a speech every year to the uh, Hort 402 class. Yep. Um, that Ellen Vincent teaches. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd love to be able to go through and make that a focus yeah. point of three or four of those things. Not that I could speak about some of them when it comes to turf, but <laughs> you know, the delegation side and you know, the well, I think in also the, first. the 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 neat part about where we are as the superintendent profession as a whole is we have grown to have we we now are at the table, you know, in the, in the boardroom or. And association-wise, and government-wise, and you know, but because we are now we're now looked upon as the voice of authority and the voice of they hey, they know what they're doing. Um, you know, that's helped me with, with. I came here as a golf course superintendent, but now I'm in charge of community maintenance and construction, and you know, all these different things. You know, like you start writing it all down, you're like, oh man, we, we do a lot of stuff that's not just maintaining the golf course. Um, that, but just because you know the superintendent profession as a whole, we're 
we're so well versed in all these different things that we can handle doing things that outside of just mowing grass and pre- or prepping a golf course in the morning. Uh, so I think that's been a big testament to our industry as a whole that we we are looked to as the as the this, you know, what's the word that somebody that can handle more than just the golf course. And sure, it's helped. It's helped. Well, us. I mean, I'm staring at a picture of you with Tim Scott right there, right? So I mean, and that was five years ago. Four? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, something like that. I mean, definitely pre-COVID. So I'm wondering if he's still in his 20s. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> golly, I'm looking at this thing doing the math. But yeah. so, has the receding hairline helped you be perceived as older in your position here? Do they take you more seriously uh, no, because I'm of still, that? I'm still the. Uh, they still the pick kid. on you. Yeah, I mean, it's well because it, it's like anytime you have a conversation of when you graduate school or what were you doing in the 90s? I'm like, eh, I was. Yeah. yeah, I was mowing grass. Yeah, I was in middle school for my dad. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm still the kid, but it's for the longest time I was the youngest um, department head here oh, yeah. in Calabasas for you know for ten plus years, and then finally we've hired somebody that's younger than me that heads up the events department or whatever up at the clubhouse, and I'm like, all right, sweet, I'm not the youngest one anymore. All right, let's tell tell everybody about the golf course, 27 hole facility. Oh, 27 that's where hole. I was going with one employee per. That's right. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, 27 yeah. hole facility. 27 hole Tom Fazio design. Um, what kind of grasses we got out there. We have mini verde putting greens, okay. and then we have... And you've had them for a while. Those are going on 15 years old. Yep. yep. 2008 and nine, right after I started, we did a golf course renovation, that new irrigation system and new putting greens. We did we did drainage, rock, gravel, the whole era, mix, and all that stuff. So, um, so that was done in 2008 and 2009. And then, um, so, but the fairways and the rough, they're all original... 419 from the 80s that was planted when the course was built. What's 419? 419 Bermuda grass. Just kidding. Yeah. You just waiting to see if Alan was going to throw it in on that one. I knew what that is. Everybody's, if you're around here, you know what 419 is. That was more for our listeners overseas that may not be familiar with the numbered Bermudas. (laughs) I hear you. So, uh, speaking of the grounds, every, what's, tell me about this big water tower behind us or station that's not a tower i know it's a tower. <laughs> we don't want that in the air it's sewage correct that's a sewage plant yep so here reclaimed water facility okay yep. all of the uh the island's wastewater comes to the facility here and is treated and then we repurpose hey, it and use it as irrigation water them. what so i said me and al have been through there before right we stayed here last spring <laughs> we stayed in the house it went through there oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, my bad. Job security over there. All you got to do is stay one time and flush. But you don't really deal with that. I don't. Okay, no, that's, a, that's a separate company that manages all that. Do they, they own that together. little piece of land? Yeah, that fencing area is all there. Is is they their property? Bought that. Yep. And um, but most we were expensive tenth of an acre that was yeah, sold exactly. on the island. <laughs> exactly. I guarantee. You. Yeah. Well, I always I always joke with like my GM or Ryan, my golf course superintendent. Like they put that thing right in the middle of the maintenance facility. It's like we can't. It's like put it over in the corner. Let me, right. let me have some more room here. But you know, that's that's the they wanted to hide. They didn't, it. They didn't think about the uh, golf course maintenance department back in the eighties. No. <laughs> when was it built? Seventies. Uh, Eighty-two and eighty-three was when it was the golf course was opened. So you know, seventy-nine, eighty is probably when, when they, they start developing the island. I think it was right around that time. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Man, that's a dangerous little road on the ride in here. How many cars go off? So in my almost 15 years of being here, I have not seen a car go completely off the causeway. I've right. had, but all that gro- uh, rock that we have there is that stopped. Co- created a ton of flat tires. Okay. 
because there's only one railing on one little section, but you yeah. can still. Oh, I was staring at those marsh birds today, and I found myself kind of yeah. wandering over. I was That's like, what I'm slow it back down. Well, what gets you, and this is probably where the flat tires come from, is it's it's a very, that area right there at like not quite dead low tide, but getting close is a very popular spot for dolphin to go fishing. Oh. So you can be driving down the road, and all you see is the dolphin splashing up the fish and putting uh-huh. into the marsh grass and then eating. And it's like, oh, that's really cool. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> so. Wow. So you, how many houses on an island? On the island? Um, Roughly. I, I think there's just under 700 home sites. Okay. And I think we're in that 400 range of actual built homes. Wow. You zap him so he doesn't lick? Yeah, he likes to go after himself down there. He needs to calm down. Yeah, <laughs> talking about you. So come lick dad then. Yeah. Man. All right, this one thing I want to talk about. My wife. First of all, my wife Wait, loves Wait, why me. we always got to talk about your wife? Because this is about Billy Bagwell. She's such Come a, on, Alan. She's a she big fan She just had a birthday this week. All right, happy uh, birthday, Kristen. There we go. Uh, she the was hardest big, working elf we know. Sorry, I'm just kidding. From the Carolinas night, I guess y'all spent some time talking. Because yes. I love Billy Bagwell. And so Chris, my wife's family has is in the tree business. You're an arborist, mm-hmm. correct? So Licensed. That so means yeah. he can legally climb a tree and cut it down. Where do you go for arborist school? Uh, you don't go to school. I mean, you can. I guess you. I mean, Clemson has a forestry department. Right. You can get a degree in that stuff. But after I came here, um, this Matthew has had just started a island or a golf course tree restoration plan, and uh, from just years of of not, I won't say neglect, but just lack of leadership in tree maintenance. And it was created, I mean, with the golf course renovation and our new greens and taking the greens back out, they had shrank so much over the previous 20 years due to shade issues and what have you so uh, addressing some of our tree issues was important and so both him and i decided to go um, get our certified arborist um, license through the isa international society of arboriculture and uh, just to help us with understanding the proper way to prune trees remove trees assess trees and then too it just was a uh it's not like a CGCS. It's a series of classes that you have exactly, to take. Spend yeah. so much it's, time. It's, I guess it's, it's more like uh, more like getting your um, pesticide license, okay. but just a little more advanced uh, involved. Uh, but you have to gotcha. study to do uh, and end up taking a like a, it took like it's like a three and a half hour test. Yeah, that like you a, have to pass, and then it's and then after you get it, then it's continuing education. And I every probably every two years I go to they have a conference and show very similar to GIS or to our Carolina show that. Has a trade show with all the different, which is if you I ever, get, that if you ever cool get a chance to go, it's really cool because you get some. There's some pretty awesome equipment in the tree world that people don't know about. Dude, uh-huh. that one's that shakes the oranges, dude, and right. makes them all come down yeah. and catch them in the net. Yeah, like that kind of stuff yeah. blows. My, have you ever seen one of those? No. There's this attachment that goes on the base of an orange tree. It goes and it comes out, and the net expands out, and it's got like a six inch window mm-hmm. where it just vibrates. All the oranges fall. The net goes never hits the ground they collect the whole tree's worth wow yeah so you get to see some pretty cool stuff in that and obviously meet a lot of different people and so and then they have a education and which keeps you get ceus and helps you to maintain but your, that thing's got to be i got to assume that's a safety first oh absolutely mentality yeah. of that group like everything's got to be because you can't have i mean you, you can't make a mistake no like accidents there are fatal that's right hear me out yeah. on this indulge me for a second is there a a different technique for cutting down different trees, such as a pine or an oak or a 
What's the one? The bad tree? A Bradford pear? Bradford pear, yeah. yeah. Burn. Uh, there, it's not so much because of the species of the trees, but how, how that particular tree is growing is yes. what really derives Meaning. how you remove it if you're going to do that. Or prune it. Now, species of tree and pruning is very important. Okay. Um, yeah. Like, you're not going to prune a live oak like you prune a pine, pine tree, you know, because their growth habit is so different. But Right. But removal, it's just about, like Tim said, safety and what's the, you know, is it leaning in a certain direction or, how, you know, all those different things that go into. What's your favorite tree? Uh, live oak. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, if down here in the south, that's what you have, live oaks. And those are the, you know, considered the signature trees of golf courses. And right. All right. What's the difference yeah. with the live and the angel? The angel oak is a live oak. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's just, just called older. the angel oak. Yeah. The angel oak is. I, I always was confused there. That helps. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. But yeah, it is a live oak. Because Colleton has some angel oaks or whatever, right? Well, they have live oaks and they're they call just, them. They, they might, I don't know. I've heard them called that, but they might be. Um, but they uh, they have some special ones out there, though. Man, out yeah. there on that die course? Yeah. That one, I mean, off to mm-hmm. the right of 13 there. It's like, yep. I mean, I, I lost 45 minutes oh, yeah. and I didn't even hit a ball over there. I yep. just got out of the cart and started walking. I mean, right. some of them have little placards on them with their, I mean, they're oh, older yeah. than our country. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're like 1600s, 1500s yeah, or they're... some crap. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Chris got off the boat and said, nah, that sapling's fine. Yeah. We'll just keep going. Right. Yeah. So what's your least favorite tree? Ooh. Um, pine. Say pine. Would it not be the pine. Bradford Probably for, uh, for here at Kalawasee. Say pine. Uh, probably either red oak or sweet gums. Okay. Uh, we have a lot of those. And, and just purely because of the leaf. Sweet leaf gums they, go bye-bye now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, That's they, the little ball, spiky balls. Oh, yeah. spiky yeah. balls. What are those called? Gumballs? You call them gumballs? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What's the tree term? Sweet gum tree? Tree gum seeds? But what's the thing that falls off them? What's the like the, oh. the actual oh, arborist no, term? We I, call them little spiky balls yeah, or I mean, gumballs. We call them gumballs. Yeah. <laughs> but that, I'm that's, sure probably is a better That's name a seed pod, right? That's a seed, yeah. I mean, that's not edible to anything no. that we're aware of, is it? Not that I'm aware of. Huh. That's like one of the smartest trees ever yeah. is that nothing will eat its yeah, right. seed. Like birds don't even yeah. get after those Which things. Which is why they're so prolific at right. regrowing. Been hearing some things about trees connected underground and sharing light with each other. You heard about all that? About how trees really work together more than we realize that they do. That if, if one particular tree has enough light, it's going to share some of the nutrients with a neighbor tree who needed it. Uh, okay. What kind of books you reading, man? Uh, it's out there. It's, I'm, I'm not flat earthing. Like Wicca? I'm saying, no, 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 no. I've heard it a couple of times. That's why I was... Hmm. Yeah. Are we going back to like the the Hobbit books and no, like J.R.R. Tolkien? No, like because no, no, those no. trees talked in the, the return. What was that? The two towers? They work together well. I'll text you on. Like there was a whole army of them things that came out of the forest. <laughs> anyway, what's uh, so? What you're saying is that theoretically, when roots overlap underground, there's the potential for nutrient share exactly between overlapping roots. And, and I don't know if the trees, trees really saying, "Hey, Bob, you want some of my nutrients?" Or little Joey's just over there stealing off of Bob because his roots laying there. I don't know. I'm gonna you think they can article. talk? I do think they communicate somehow. Hmm. Wow. I mean, shouldn't you read about? Yeah. So you feel like anything that's carbon-based can communicate? No, not at all. Do people talk to plants? Does that work? Or people play... do talk to plants. I don't know if it benefits or not. And they play, they play <laughs> plants music, don't they? Now, it's funny you say that. Now, I have listened to... I talk to my grass all the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if it was a podcast... 
I can see Billy that days of thunder when he's talking to the car. I'm gonna make you real fast. That's what he's... you got a picture of him laying on the ground. It's three radios out to the side. Not no radio contact. They're all right. to the side. Uh, yeah. No, there was um, uh-oh. some study, and I can't remember if it was a podcast or a book that I listened to where they actually did this with plants and like showed the plants affection or something like had a huh like would go in and talk to them every day and like whatever human yeah. interaction in this section of plants did better huh than the ones with no interaction huh. or something like that well maybe that's why why our greens are so good because between ryan and jake and myself and heck even my equipment manager we, we do a lot of talking to our greens i hear you <laughs> do you talk nicely to them or it depends on the them? day and depends on the green <laughs> Now you can't talk bad to them now. Kill them with kindness. Yeah, right. So exactly. if you could, so if they're really bad, you poke them. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you get out of line, you're gonna get poked again tomorrow. The last time we were here, that you had poked them really good. He poked the world. Like I'm they were you. harvesting hay out here yeah, in right. May. Yeah. yeah. You do that every year. Uh, June, June, and August, we do our airification weeks, and we do. Yeah, we we get after it. But you did wall to wall airification, right? Uh-huh. Tees, fairways, uh-huh. roughs. That's, that's the plan. You know, Mother Nature sometimes has a different plan with rain. Dude, but, it was like the Dust Bowl out but, here coming yeah. in. When we get a dry week, it's uh, it's fun. Do you get complaints from the other island about your dust flying when you do it? Uh, no, but we'll complain to Jay every now and again when he has his controlled burns that he does and throws all that smoke over here. Oh, I bet. <laughs> God. Now, do you not do any here? Burn, controlled burns? No. I wish. That'd be awesome, but we have too many houses. That's why he can do it yeah. over there. Because they've got some seriously natural areas that... Interesting. So if if they came to you today with a open checkbook and said you can get anything you want, what would you do for Kalawasa? Golf course. Well, it's funny you say that because we just approved a golf course renovation that we're going to start next year. Did you? Yeah. Wow. All right. My my next question is if you get a new grass board, it would be so... Yeah, so it's funny you well, say that. Here, yeah. Here's part of our plan. Yeah, yeah the plan... I can't right talk now. about it until next year. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. No, the... Uh, <laughs> The plan now is to do a three-phase, uh, three over a three-year project to do nine holes a year Smart. over the next three years. And then yeah. we're going to regrass the golf course and um, do new bunkers and new car paths. And, and wow. you're going to sod or sprig fairways? Combination of both. Yeah, mainly mainly sprig in fairways and then we'll do some sod in the rough. I so, can't believe you're putting in Zoysia greens. Yeah. No. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, you the plan right now is to go back with Mini Verde again. Okay. Yeah. He likes it and, uh, a lot. Yeah, we... We've had good success with it here. So you're getting the 419 out of here? We are. We're going to go to Tiff Tough. Oh, wow. And, um, what are you going to do with the 419? Uh, hopefully eradicate it. Burn it. You're going to spray it out, yeah, wall to wall? Spray it out, yep. Hmm. Phrase mow it? We are going to phrase mow it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, then phrase it, it and then spray it? Spray it, phrase it, spray it again. Spray it again, spray it again until it's dead. Because <laughs> 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 uh. some of those products that were available earlier for spraying are no longer available especially around greens right yeah well methyl bromide is no longer available yeah. for fumigation on greens and stuff so we'll have to get creative there but um i think charlie's still got some paraquat in the shed from yeah. last night that came up <laughs> <laughs> i'd never heard of that so let me ask you looking at your billy the kid magazine cover here okay if you could look go back in time and tell him a piece of advice what would it be Ooh, put me on the spot um. Enjoy the little things. 
you know you get you know we get so caught up sometimes in yeah. you know whatever right. and you, you miss out on the little things and no auction reach rewards you know, it's 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 funny it's funny i have actually have on my computer screen here enjoy the little things in life or someday you will realize they're the big things nice and yeah, that's right here oh it's on a sticky note i wrote yeah. that i wrote that on that sticky note probably 10 yeah. years ago and never has been there ever since but wow. um i think tim was thinking rainbird look here there. that's a damn good sticky note if it's lasted that long <laughs> you can tell that's in the original place it was too because that's right. once you take a sticky note off it don't ever <laughs> oh, stick yeah. the same who gave you that sticky note because that's uh, a company that's a humane international uh sticky note from there you go yeah. from oh well there's no o's with billy it's always a 10 or an 11 or something <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> Let's, let's guess. Oh, yeah. I don't have to. I know. So oh, don't do put me on the spot. Yeah. Okay. I'll say what's the first, first car you drove? First car I drove? Yeah. Well, I mean, not on a sports field, like on a road. Yeah. My first car was a 1989 Honda Accord. Nice. The flip-up taillights. Oh, yeah. Hatchback. Flip-up yeah. headlights. Or, sorry, yeah, headlights. Yeah. And, uh, After 86. Yeah. It's 86 to 91. I had yep. one. Yep. Two-door sedan. Uh, yeah. Is the two door? Yeah, two stick door. shift. It was not a stick shift, but yeah. I lost the clutch in our first one. So Tim has a good point. Did both lights flip up? They did. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they weren't very bright, but right. they, they weren't. Were they <laughs> even new? Oh yeah, it's like like that was the company that came up with that lens cleaning solution thing. Like, yeah, you had to do that on brand new uh-huh. ones on the Hondas. Did y'all ever have the Honda that had that electronic seat belt that went forward uh, and back? No, my grandmother okay. had that car. There, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. We only had the one Honda. The 86 Accord. Gotcha. gotcha. We had a Chevette before that. Oof. You remember those? Oh, yeah. Little hatchback things? <laughs> yeah. 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 You could probably put it in the back of your truck right now. <laughs> it's possible. Are y'all, I assume, off topic, y'all getting a new fence out there, Billy? Because I definitely, the shop manager signs down. All your signs are down. You know, so we, we actually just repaved the whole parking lot. Right. You could probably notice that. Yeah. And uh, we and we're getting new signs made to put up, and they have the new ones haven't come in yet. Okay, yeah. that's pretty cool. You don't take the first spot, man. You got two other people more important uh, than you. No, I got a visitor's parking lot, parking spot where you're parked. And I'm in the shop Alan's manager. parked in the uh, office manager. My office manager, Polly, my office manager spot. Polly. Mm-hmm. Polly's been here when she's been working here for 15 years. Do you have to have the name of an island bird to work in the maintenance shop at Kalawasi? Like, I just saw a parrot as soon as you said Polly. I was like, Polly Parrot. No. Nope. Oh, that's funny. She got red hair? She does not have red hair. No. I bet she keeps y'all straight, though, doesn't Oh, she? yeah, she does. Yeah. Between so her and Ann, Ann's my horticulturist, and those two, they're the, they're the, the moms of yeah. the team. Where's Ann from? I don't think we've met her. Uh, Ann's originally from Baltimore, but mm. she's been down here in the south for... Have you always had a horticulturalist, or is that a position that you created? I created that when I started taking, when I took over doing the clubhouse grounds and community maintenance because we needed somebody that. Delegate, folks. Mm-hmm. I think she was doing flowers at the clubhouse last time we were yeah. here. Yeah, she hands all the flowers and the pretty stuff. She got a crew? She does. Yeah. She has a one, two, three, four man crew, or four, actually four women crew. Um, and uh, they handle all the plantings and flowers and make things look pretty all the hanging baskets she works you know best thing about Anne, she helps me with working with the garden club and um we have a very active garden club with lady members here that's awesome they and we have a butterfly garden on down by the river club that uh you know they the, the garden club ladies maintain it with when we help them with 
different aspects of you know fertilization or putting um, compost out or you know things like that. And does it ever get catty or politics in the garden club? Uh, just a little bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You but, don't go to those meetings. I, I do like I try to make one or two appearances a year, but otherwise, <laughs> Ann can handle that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, take a minute, and I mean, I'm looking around at all the different certifications, and I hear you talk about these different. I dare say community groups, right? Share with these other listeners. So like, how do you find the balance in time and where is the importance of all these other external things fall into that? Because I mean, you're raising two young boys, mm-hmm. right? Wife that's been through a ton of stuff in the last 10 years while you've done this, but yet, you know, there's all these other things and you are already working full time. Like, like how do you make that all work in your mind? Like where does that fall in? Right. Yeah. Well, you know, First, it starts with a good team, you know. And you know, Ryan Watson, my golf course superintendent, I hired him when Matthew left to come in and be my assistant. And as we have progressed up um, to doing more than just the golf course, he's come with me, and now he's the golf course. He's the golf course superintendent. Okay, um, which is what you were hired as. Which is correct. what I was hired as. Okay, you know, and then I was given the title of director of agronomy. And Wait, you earned the title of director of agronomy. Sorry, okay, yeah. and uh, so and then we and then we, you know, how, how do we grow? How do we how do we successfully manage all of these different pieces of the island? Um, and it starts with a good team, you know. So it goes from you know, from Ryan and Ann and there and then Eric, my equipment manager. Those are kind of, I kind of break it into like departments within departments. Sure, and uh, you know those are the three kind of departments. And, you know, so hire the right people and let, and, and let them do their job. You know, I, th- I think one thing that's where my GM has been great for me is, you know, he's always said, hire the right people and let them and get out of the way. You know, and that's what he's done with me. And that's what I, I try to do as best as I can with them. Um, you know, they might say otherwise sometimes, <laughs> but, uh, but we, you know, just let them do what they're good at. And, and then, but also to just work together as a team to be successful. Um, and then, and then as you filter down underneath them, I have guys that have been with me from anywhere from 22 to 22 years to six months. But, you know, we have a, a, a importance of team, you know, and no matter if you're on the landscape team or the landscape crew or the golf course crew, it's not a, well, that's the landscape crew's area. I'm not doing that. That, that, that doesn't fly here. If, Love if, that. You, if you're going to be on the team, you're on the team. And that means one day you might be trimming core grass on the causeway or the next day you might be mowing greens. I don't care where it is in the island. Our job here as a, as this agronomy team is to maintenance, do the maintenance of this island and service the members of this island. So whatever that takes, that's what it is. Love that read something the other day about that whole it's not my job quote thing i wish yeah. i wrote it down yeah i mean we had, we had a big problem like we had a big problem with that here when i first started here because we had the golf course maintenance and then we had what we call we had called roadside po, poa yeah. and the property yeah. owners and the poa guys didn't like the golf course guys and the golf course guys didn't like the poa guy you know and you know it, it took some and what we after we showed the because it's 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 stupid when you look at that because you're missing out on so much efficiency that you can potentially gain because like using airification week or the core grass example is the the two biggest ones that i shared with my board when we made that merger if you will was hey instead of having four guys trim the causeway you know which is about a you know quarter to almost a half mile long bridge that's got muley grass on either side of it so it's a it's the only road in and off the island, so it's a lot of traffic and it's a lot of core gra- or work to trim all that. Yeah. 
instead of having four guys spend two and a half, three weeks trying to knock that out, I can throw 20 people at it and get it done in two days. Huh. And then on the flip side, let's go to the golf course airification week. I need extra bodies to help pick up plugs or do whatever it is we're doing. We'll bring the, the landscape team over to the golf course and, you know, turn, tournament prep and all these different things. You, you, your crew can grow without it necessarily yeah. growing. And your efficiencies are just go through the roof. And That's nice. That's, that's been a big help for us. So you want to come down and, and you want to come down and mow. I know. I'm sorry. From Parker's all the way down. No. Did you don't think that'd be fun to be on one of them damn? What are they? What are they running on those things? Gang units or just like a? Well, mowing roadsides, we use the skag. That's what it was. The bad boys or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's my retirement gig. Yeah. You can catch me mowing I-20 on the weekdays between Camden and Columbia. Man, I ain't going anywhere where there's cars because somebody's gonna hit you on the yeah. retirement yeah. job. Is mowing Death Valley. I hear you. Yeah. That's hear the you. retirement job. That's uh, a little high stress. No. Compared to this? No. All right, let me ask you about your board tenure okay. thus far and the upcoming year. Okay. So. Damn, you got to put that out there? What? I'm sitting here, too. I don't want to have all this to-do list here. Well, how, how have you enjoyed? <laughs> I mean, how have you enjoyed your experience on the board up to this point? And then what do you see for this year? Yeah, it's uh, it's been – it's I've gotten more out of it than what I've been able to put into it, for sure. Um, you know, I – I have, and you know, you talk to people, and they you ask, you know, people ask you that question, or you talk to people that go, "Well, I want to get on the board one day. Is it hard?" Or you know, you know asking questions, whatever. And you know, it is what you put into it for sure. But yeah. um, but when you do it the right way, and you and you give back to a, to this industry that has given us so much, or given me so much, you know, that's that's why that's the way I look at it. It's like I'm trying to give back to. To, to an industry that's given me, but also it's given me an opportunity to meet people and do things that I never thought I would do. I mean, like this picture of me standing with Tim Scott. I mean, right. that was a golf day. Like, I don't do that if I'm not on the board. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, and I, I can I can vividly remember I was standing on the steps of the Capitol in a suit with a, an appointment to meet Tim Scott. I remember calling my dad. I'm like, I never in my wildest dreams thought as right. a turf guy. That I would have an appointment with Tim Scott, yeah. and that just doesn't happen, you know. Yeah. So that's where the board service is. it gives, it opens those doors to opportunities that you wouldn't normally get. Um, but also at the same time, it's an important job that because our you know especially the Carolinas, it's we're the biggest chapter on the, under the GCSAA, and, and we've a lot of people prior to me have led us to that point, yeah. and you know that's so that's our goal is to follow in their footsteps and and keep us going up and up. Love it. He's better than one president that I've had in the last 15 years who said, quote, unquote, I just don't want to screw anything up. (laughs) (laughs) The whole group laughed at that and Tucker jumped up. What I miss? He said, what I miss? What I miss? God, what a good But, you know, looking forward to this year, I think, like I I said at the the annual meeting is, um, you know, because of COVID, we've missed out on being able to do this or missed out on having meetings. And, you know, so let's just use this opportunity to get back together, and we're better together. And let's let's uh, right. let's try to get back in the swing of things. And you know, that's been my challenge to the board. This the magnet. It's Sorry, a magnet, yeah. it's ADD. Is, I've never seen your ADD, ADD kick in, Tim. <laughs> you play with this when you're sitting at your desk. That's my, that paper, my paperweight. Oh God, I'd never huh. get anything done. Um, How fun is that? Sorry, that's interesting. Did you get that on camera? <laughs> no, but we will. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but you know, I, we challenged the board, our board, board orientation that 
let's kind of reset and refocus. Um, you know, because we, we've kind of not that we did anything wrong or didn't or things were skipped, but because of COVID, we weren't we weren't able to do some of these things. So let's let's get back to what we were good at, and that's being around people and serving people and trying to make the association better as a whole. All right, don't want to put you on the spot, but I am again. This is me January one. So why should people donate right now to Rounds for Research? Well, I mean, I think if you look at the what it has done for us in the just in the Carolinas has been huge. I mean, like I have the best management practices book over here that we refer to all the time that doesn't exist without Rounds for Research. You know, and okay. uh, there's other you know a gamut of different research topics. Dubweed, nematodes. Yeah, I mean, all these things that we we as superintendents take for granted. Yeah. on how we treat or solve or whatever that has come from rounds for research you know so it's it's you know it's one of the most important things that we do and that's why i have daryl and don that are on the board they're leading it up the committee this year because you're not going to find anybody more passionate about it than those two i agree and um and we're gonna you know really i don't hit the ground running on trying to make that thing as big as we can i, I know more passionate people but i'm not gonna brag but on the board I'm not on the board, but but that's what I'm saying. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. I was going to Don, Don was there when I pitched the idea day one up in the mountains of Linville in the fall of like '08. Okay, and Bill Anderson said, "How much is that going to cost us?" And I was like, "Nothing, man." And I was like, "Let me borrow twenty grand, and we'll pay it back out of the auction." So the association loses nothing, and the rest is research money. I think we cleared over fifty-eight grand that first year, but. Don was there when the only way you made it happen is we went to every one of the board members and every one of the past presidents, and there were like 30 of them, and said, we need you to go get five rounds of golf. Yeah. Call your friends, call your peers, call whoever. Yeah. But if all 30 of y'all can go get us five rounds, we'll have 150 to put up there before we launch it, and that's what made it successful. And that's where, when you say Don's passion kicks back in, is that I think he's reinvigorated almost 14 years, 15 years yeah. later where – right. It was sold on it being a $2 million a year program, and I think he's ready to see it get back to that. Yep. Nationally, it could be very easily. Yep. Well, I think the, uh, you know, using the COVID excuse again, but, you know, I'm guilty of this is, you know, because of COVID, we couldn't donate because yeah. we were closed right, to the right, outside right. play or whatever. And, yep. you know, so I got to get back on the, on, the, on the bandwagon to get it going. And I think there's probably a lot of clubs, mainly private clubs, that yeah. have that same situation that are, you, you know, you, you – we did it for so long that you just assume it's already done. And right. like, I look, I saw the list. I'm like, oh crap, I'm not even on there. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get my name back yeah. on there. Again. But, but there was a reason. Yeah. Like there's a reason, say. yeah. And but you know, so let's let's. And I think that's what everybody's got to understand. This was just an opportunity for every club to be able to contribute to research. Not every club can afford to write checks to Dr. Martin for ten thousand right. dollars or whatever. So that's if right. you can give a foursome, whether it's a twenty five dollar daily fee or if it's a five hundred dollar around island course wherever right you could give a foursome and so i think the, the the importance of that message is for those clubs that maybe can't allow outside play or that those are those super high-end exclusive clubs is that you can still make a contribution yep. you can still send in a check for yep. the value of a foursome or half of it or whatever you know every little bit counts that's right because collectively that's where we're raising half a million dollars for turf research over 10 years like we have yep well what have we left out here gentlemen anything billy 
Well, with rounds of research, I would challenge everyone to not just check the box to donate and then forget about it. But it's also because what ends up driving the success of it is how many people actually go to the website and bid. Yeah. yeah. So we need to drive more bidders. Yeah. So we need the members to find out at your club. Too. Yeah. So yeah. put it, you know, put a put the put, put something news. up in the locker room or send an email out to your membership or you know do something Good. that will help get people to go to the site and donate. They know who spends bid. money at their clubs. They can just go tell them. Yeah, and it's almost like, you know, you could, once the auction opens, you can even flip a link to your Greens Committee chairman and just say, hey, man, send that out to some people on the committee or whatever, yeah, you yeah. know, and that's how it'll snowball because they'll start putting together golf trips and places and et cetera. Yeah. I mean, anyhow, what's up with the hazelnut chocolates, man? Is that like an all-year addiction or is that like your Slim Jims? Or? No, that was a Christmas gift from Polly. Ah, I got gotcha. you. Nice, nice. I doubt I'll so those anything. are going home? Those Looks will, like you already got into uh, them. Yeah, those will be eaten over the next week and a half. <laughs> Man, I got into those a couple years ago. I was like, you need to try one of those. Like, nah, those God roast burrs or what? Yeah. yeah. How do you say it? I don't How do you say it? I don't know. I, I think you I said it way better than me. Uh, Rocco Furcher? <laughs> <laughs> Rocco Ferrari. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They're He's good. not even trying. They're I love good. It. He's like, yeah, um, sorry, Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> you so wouldn't have heard about that until the podcast was over. <laughs> What is your uh, affiliation with Slim Jims? Are you a macho man, Randy Savage guy growing up? Or you just ball field? Damn yeah, Slim I, Jim. I can't believe When you're a triathlete, you can get away with that much salt <laughs> intake every now and then. Yeah, I don't know. I just always enjoyed them. Okay. Yeah, just, that and Diet Mountain Dew. I had no idea, but I just remember I brought him to a board retreat one time, and his eyes like lit up like <laughs> Brian's when we brought in the candy bowl. You know what I mean? I was like, well, all right. So Brian likes candy, and Billy likes Slim Jims. Yeah. This will be easy. Matthew, the year before, just wanted the most expensive scotch you could find. Yeah. He didn't even know the name of it. Just as long as it was $5,000 a bottle, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, Love you, Matthew. Just kidding. Do you do all flavors of Slim Jims or just the original? No, original. the original. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. won't eat anything else other than the original. And I'm going to tell you, I think there's a flavor difference between the little ones and the big ones. Oh, absolutely. Like, I think the it's little ones, be, the little tiny ones yeah. are the best ones. You yeah. agree, Bill? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah. You don't do the ever combo pack with the cheese? I, I've No, not with the cheese, but okay. I've done the long, like the foot long ones, whatever, yeah. and they don't taste the same as those little small ones. Especially when you get to the end of it, you're about worn out of Slim Jim. <laughs> <laughs> a foot long of just uh, meat stickers. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I will tell you, I tried those cheese ones, too. But I don't think those cheeses, when packaged, were two-tone. And it seems like every time I get the uh, cheese out, it's two-tone. You know what I mean? Bad. I'm like, which half is aged? Yeah, right. more than the other half. <laughs> How old are your kids? Uh, nine and just turned seven. Good. Two boys, Franklin and William. Yeah. Yeah. Get along good or they fight? Uh, they fight, but in a good way. Yeah. You know, it's a competi- brotherly competition. Right, yeah. right, right. But, you so. haven't had to pull them apart yet? No, we haven't gotten that far yet. But I think we're probably getting pretty close. Like, William is... Uh, He's he's a handful in a good way, but he has a lot of intensity. And now that he's realizing that he can keep up with his brother to some extent, yeah, it's uh, it's fun to watch. But yeah, we worried about ours for a while, the little one, and then realized we needed to worry about the older one around him. <laughs> he what's, can handle himself yeah. just yeah. fine. <laughs> what's uh, what's funny is Brantley, the older one, not he's nine, he turns ten in March, but um, he is a he's just like me, like. He looks like me, acts like me, has the same mannerisms. He's a flat bill kid it's, too. It's it is scary, and William is just like Amanda, like yeah, just male, and so that has some fun dynamics. Oh in the house. yeah, I can see that <laughs> for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So they're how old now? You said nine and nine and just turned seven. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. So so what is that? Fifth and third? Fourth uh, and second? Fifth and first. Fifth and first. Is that Holy right? cow. I don't know. You're the dad. Yeah, I, yeah that's close. Yeah, close like enough. Or is it might be fourth and first. I don't know. <laughs> I probably should know that. But no, yeah. yeah, it just started a couple months on ago. What, it changes every year. Depends on when their birthdays. As are. long as you know the that years. Whole, yeah, that whole COVID year just it screwed everything up. Like when yeah. it, from that from school and all that stuff because they sat at home for it. And it's like, did they even really go to school for a year? But right, you know, but. yeah. Well, it's funny because that's where we had the one that was done by nine thirty or ten every day, right, exactly. And the other one that you had to kick in the butt at two thirty in the right. afternoon and be like, dude, yeah. seriously, if you don't get this done, yeah. you're not doing anything. Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't just me. No, no, no. Or our yours household. Were, I like the way you motivated yours. I don't remember what I said, but yeah. Oh wait, y'all have online school? It's like uh, December. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like just a semester they missed. Uh, <laughs> you remember that? Now he's laughing. It was something along those lines. Earlier this week, I was like, "Aren't y'all in school?" I'm like, "No, we're not." I was like, "Okay." It's funny. I asked mine that last week, and they're like, "No, we're done Monday too." I was like, "No, right? No." That's what I was thinking. But yeah, yeah. You know, Amanda's a godsend. She but she handles all that. You know, because I'm I get up and leave before okay, I go to school, and then I come home after they've already been picked up from school. So it's you know. Yeah. I, remember, I remember I stayed home one morning. It was raining or whatever. I stayed late. I was like, yeah, I'll take the kids to school. Big mistake. I just messed up the whole morning routine because dad was there. And I'm like, okay, not doing that again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's extra conversation. Yeah, there's like, extra, yeah, now right. we're slow. Yeah, Somebody like, didn't get the shower. Right, and, yeah, yeah, I'm just a distraction. So don't. I'm, not be, I'm, I'm being more helpful by not being in the way than trying to be there and be So helpful. it's funny. I thought that too for a while. And then this year... Man, there's like drama. So the little one's always on time. The older one could care less. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get there when I get there. And it causes a riff of what time you have to leave. Mm-hmm. And then they switch school times this year. Because, like, mm-hmm. we're always a different school. But they're right next door to each other. So you got to leave depending on which one goes first. What. And so I just said, all right. For the younger one, I was like, I'll just I'll get up in the morning and I'll cook you breakfast and I'll take you to school. Yeah. And, dude, his eyes lit up. And it was like... Because now we can be out of the house by 7.15. We don't have to mess with our brother. Like, they don't even sometimes talk in the mornings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, dude, that whole routine for us this year has been, like, it's been a perfect solution because there is no fighting in the morning. Right. Like, everybody leaves the house happy now. I'm like, yeah. oh, hell, yeah. this actually worked. This nice. You know? Yeah. 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 Anyhow. All right. Anything else we got? We've been. Are we going long? Yeah, we go we're getting long. there, yes. But not that I care. We yeah, stay I here. Do. You got anything else on my to-do list this year, Billy? Or can I take the next couple weeks off before this comes no, out? No, you got a long to-do list, but oh, uh, we'll share that later. Dude, these emails keep piling up that I don't read either. <laughs> no, it's not emails from me. I don't do emails. I no, he call. just texts at 745. Or call. Yeah. yeah. We did establish that early on. <laughs> I'm awake, that? I'll answer it. But if I'm not... <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, no, I think we're good. I'm, I'm encouraged and looking forward to it. And if nothing else, I would say that... When it comes to board service, age doesn't matter. It's like the game of golf, okay? If you're young and just getting involved and passionate about the industry and want to learn and network and meet good guys, um, you don't have to have a skill set to get involved. You just have to be able to be in an environment where your time can be given a little bit a couple times a year um, and just stay active and communicate with the technology we have these days. There's, It's not like we had to show up at a meeting just – to not miss anything i think most of the time now we've covered almost everything before we even get to meetings but that's what turns it into the networking and the lifelong relationships and the people meeting people and you know i think as you guys all have learned in this industry it's it's as much of who you know as what you know Mm -hmm. um when it comes to advancement so with that um 
Congratulations, Billy. I think it's going to be a good tenure for you. Looking forward to it. Let's keep it a year for you, not two like Brian. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. You're going to let Billy got to bang the table, not your laptop. All right, and we're out. Well, that was pretty good with the ring. I want to. One, two. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. Thank you for listening to Pulling Weeds Off Course. To join the Carolinas GCSA and become a member, visit carolinasgcsa.org or call 1-800-476-4272. Follow us on Twitter at Pullin' underscore Weeds and on Facebook at Pullin' Weeds Podcast.